Uh, trust me, I, I'm. I, the only other team I like is Union, and they've finally scored their first goal in about eleven games, uh, which is quite nice. The Union, Union Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can talk about my time at Larn, where I watched Linfield lose. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says he'll be here in two minutes. Bruce, well, Bruce said he was going to be here full stop. Good evening, everybody. Hope you're all right. Uh, I, uh, Bruce was already bemoaning the lack of content, so uh, I don't know if we're going to be that long tonight. So, But, you know, if you want to avoid watching Married at First Sight or whatever else is on at this time, you are very welcome. Oh, I didn't um, know that was on. Right, I'm rethinking this now. Nine o'clock. I'm learning it through osmosis just because Leanne has it on while I'm doing stuff. And there was a lad from Grimsby on it and he got kicked out after about, you know, uh, three weeks for co- coercive behaviour. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, Le- Leanne has it on, but I've heard you mention it at least a dozen times. So I'm not oh, sure yeah, how, I can talk about it. how true that is. I can talk about it as much as you need to, you know. I don't really like, um, I don't know what her name is, but George's wife, her friends, I don't like them. Good afternoon, everybody. Bruce is here. Hey, mate. All right. Yeah, I'm good. I don't sorry, I'm, sorry, Ashby- I'm late. Just, sorry, I'm late. I've just got back from Slough. That's all right. <laughs> um, I um, I'd never been to Ashby Cum Fenby before. I mean, it was one letter away from being a very terrible place, but it's a nice village. We run through it quite a lot. Do you? What stealing stuff? Laptops. Knocking down. Yeah, laptops. No. <laughs> no that's, that's, not, that's not very nice. Sorry, um, I apologise. How was your hangover on Sunday? Could you have could you have made it back to Slough for two o'clock? Uh, we could have done, but there was enough family duties to you know put paid to that as a as an opportunity. I am by the sounds of it, I'm gutted. I didn't get back. Really gutted. Um, it sounds like it was a hell of an entertaining game. Well, I don't know what happened. I, I didn't see. I didn't see enough all, mate. I just listened to it on the way home. I see about thirty percent of the pitch, and you're quite tall. Yeah, Sam's been upgraded. Look at this! Everyone's oh, look, got he's new... got he's got backdrops. What's going on, Sam? Not one of those posters is a fete. No, no, but one of them. Can you see the electoral map from 2019? That'll have to come down next year. Oh my god. It's literally the first thing you sell us off. It's literally the first thing you've said when you've come. You've not even oh, said hello. If you want a map, give me a second. I'll be right back. No, no, I've delivered it. I thought I, I saw Bruce and um, Alex's backdrop, and I thought mine was a bit poor, so I need to upgrade it. So I've moved into my room this evening. My flatmate's busy watching Manchester United through next door. So um, I thought I'd leave him alone for the evening. You can like you I'm should sure have posters delighted. of Sam Fox on your wall and stuff. What at the age of sixty-seven? <laughs> Bloody hell! How old do you think I am, Bruce? Well, there you go. Look at that. You, you early tw- early twenties, mate. You should, uh, you know, so that so that when you bring the ladies back, they're a bit jealous of something. Uh, it is a Lord that? of the It is the Lord of the Rings style map of Lincolnshire. I thought it was a leopard print, leopard print rug. No, cool. there you go. Right, well, the overwhelming... yeah, I, I can I can see that now. For the overwhelming majority that listen to this and don't watch it, Alex, are you now going to rattle through every single town that's on that map? Then, right, let's start about? at the top. <laughs> um, Here we go. Philly Buster in the podcast again. Howden. Eyes down Oops. looking for a full house. 
Houghton's in, anybody... Houghton's in East Yorkshire. That's there where my mum well, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not an outlined cutout, is it? It's you know. Oh, is Maltby on there? Is Maltby on there? Whereabouts is Maltby? South, South Yorkshire, no, Donny. I doubt it. It's in Yorkshire. No, Crowl is the closest place in Gaul. They didn't do that. Crowl, I think it's pronounced. Ben, if this was Matt Men, we'd be making a lot more money. Even though Matt Men want... did a bit on Grimsby, didn't they? Do you know, so an interesting fact for Not fact really. fans. Okay. Well then, all right. No, no, go, so go, I go. found some. I found something out about Sam this week, didn't I, Sam? It is, yeah. Believe it or not, you, you, you obviously you were stalking. You were stalking me on LinkedIn, which was slightly alarming in and of itself. Is it the name of his dissertation? No, no, I don't. I don't know how I got there. We'll, we'll skip over how the fact I was on his LinkedIn. But I found out Sam went to the school my grandma was a teacher for for thirty five years. It's really posh and exclusive, and that says everything about Sam. It's not that. Oh no, not true. <laughs> Oh, is that why Auntie has to buy lunch now? Because the parents can't afford it. Yeah, they spend it all on his schooling. Uh, Auntie, I Auntie, thought that's why Auntie buys lunch. You, you've ne- you've now met Auntie Lunch, Bruce. You've had a conversation I've met, with I've her. I've met her twice, Sam. I thought that I'm disappointed now. I thought Sam's story was one of Maggie Thatcher pulling herself up by her bootstraps. You know, chemist, hardworking. You know. Um, you know, like working class who, you know, found themselves on the wrong side of the, you know, political spectrum. But, you know, all now I find out he's, you know, privately educated and all this. Oh, I, I have to admit, I went to a private school. Was you a boarder, yeah, but, Sam? But, yeah, but that was, Bruce, that was, that was a young offender's place. <laughs> oh, I was told it was exclusive. <laughs> well, it is. Not everyone is can not, get in. Is that not right? I thought, I thought not everyone could go. There's, there's, there's a very, very... Um... <laughs> There's a very strict list of criteria to go to where you've been, Bruce. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, right. you carry on, Sam. Thank, thank you, everybody. Evening, Stephen. Hey, Look, up, ben, John. Brist- ben, ben Brustow says, tell him who owns the attendance record at Old Trafford. I know, I know that we hold the attendance record at Old Trafford. We also hold the I- attendance record at Arbor Park Slough now as well, apparently. Um, so, um, Also, I think we hold the other attendance record at Old Trafford as well, I believe. Bruce might have to find that out. I tell I you think, what, what, what fans, we played there, Barrow. Episode. Yes, we played Barrow in a cup second replay or something. I mean, yeah, well, I think we... of, all the, of all the grounds to pick, that's that's mental, isn't it? Well, it's because Barrow trained in Manchester, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be it. I was having to explain There's to something else, this. like Chester or something. You know, when was back in the non-league days, and we used to like sell out two Hello, stands. Andrew. Of the home fans, we've got, we've got Wait, quite mean, a few. You mean like the like Alfred would have to do when there were people, um, when there were like two and a half thousand, three thousand town fans, and they uh, they was pay on the gate and you need a ticket, but that, that sort of afternoon. Yeah, that's can when you, I said those that, teams we played in the National League, mate. Yeah, those sorts of teams. Can I ask about that? Because I know I put it on Twitter. It's a bit weird that it's going from MK Dons away. It's get, being opened up to season ticket holders, and then. S- Mariners Trust members and then 1878 members and then public launch when you can have 8,000 away tickets if you want why are we why are we just you know adding extra steps yeah but you didn't read it you didn't read it properly did you the bloody season ticket holders were allowed to buy a thousand tickets each well I know that but Bruce it's just extra faff because then we have to send you money instead of just going I bought my ticket it's all sorted just extra steps are you going to MK Dons, Alex? Yeah, and Forest Green. I think. Oh, um, what is it? Oh dear, 
uh, oh, oh dear, get to beat some of my friends from work. When, not, well, when when the tickets this, become this available a, for us, this is a glitch in the space time continuum. I'm not. What? Oh, that's back to the future, isn't it? I think so. I don't know where it came from. Oh, Star Wars. Right, I, I think it's Star Wars, actually. Is it? No, it's not. This dude know. wears my car in it. Hot tub time machine. Well, yeah, this is a level we've done already. There are tens of people listening to this currently. There are 57 on, on here, but it doesn't include the ones watching on Twitter. Um, we also have the attendance record at Blundell Park. I guess so, Nolan. It hasn't been broken for a while. Eden from Gull. Tim, Tim, you're on the map somewhere. See if I can find it. Yeah, that's not very from I'll be near the Gula during this weekend because I'm there, going back to there's I'm going back to, I'm going back to mum and dad's because I'm off to I'm off to a home game. Mike and Alex won't oh. understand what that's what that's what that is. I'm just good, um, effort, Sam. good effort, Sam. Well done. I'm gonna skip over that and ask Alex, are you literally showing somebody from Gaul where Gaul is on a map? Well it's, he didn't might know what it lo- looks like on that one, that was all. It's, okay. <laughs> what else have we got? Uh we've also probably got the highest attendance at the Linden Club too, says Ben. Uh, Richard Young says Leonici is uh, going campaigning around the uh, empty parts of Stadium MK. Uh, Daniel Lewis says, I'm actually in DM35, which is good. It certainly breaks with us. Uh, Bruce has already left. Is Bruce shirtless under that trackie? Would you like us to find out, Ben? We can do so. He's probably not. Bruce, is, all, Bruce is always, so I'm doing my be real on earth. Maisie will tell us the truth. Bruce, you got any clothes on underneath there, mate? You You're were on muted, mute. but was asking you, do you have any clothes on underneath that? I've got clothes on. Prove it. I've got enough clothes for this podcast. <laughs> I was going to do it in my dressing gown. That's why I was late. And then I realised, I thought I'd better just put something on. Is that all right? So, yeah, oh, Alex just hasn't realised he's muted, so... Old Trafford, Slough, Alfreton, Linden, Brig, Bradley, Pitch would conquer them all. One of those is not like the others. Yeah, as Brig, yeah. Brig is lovely. I say, yeah, Alfred, Old Trafford's got nothing on Alfreton. Nolan says the listeners are probably thinking this is a phone sex line at this point. It is Nolan. Uh, it's the way we're what, making some. And money. what's wrong with that, Nolan? What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> when some of yeah. us were younger, that was the only way you could you could do that, innit, it, Bruce? No internet. No, you could go and talk to women, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I like your boobs. I'm surprised you lot are young enough to be a bit, a bit out when I was going out. That's exactly what I used to say. 35 minutes for an image to download. <laughs> um, right, excuse me, sir. Can you please... This is, this is going in the wrong direction. Sir, can Should you please, some, can you please about, leave British about, home stores and stop asking when? <laughs> yeah, the underwear. Can we, about, can we talk about Grimsby Town or is that too difficult? Oh, it's not. We're, 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 you know, we can do that if you want to. I guess. Have, have, I, missed, have I missed the credits? Have you not done them yet? No, we're not done them yet. Do you want to do them? Eleven and a half minutes. Open wide for some soccer! And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! 1130. I don't think I've ever wanted to be on a stand more than my life around here. They're going crazy. 
say, they got penalty here, they've been fished flying about there, there's no tomorrow. What a magnificent piece of football! A really, really good job! You can't make it straight for that! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the DM35 podcast midweek edition in a day that relies that Andy Woodman uses, searches his own name on Twitter uh, and Sam gets to see the king in a funny hat. Uh, we are um, here to talk about drawing with part-time National League South, but, you know, slough, and also our search for a new manager continues, though... Everyone in Northern, we seem to be upsetting everyone in Northern Ireland, uh, which is which is useful um, for the peace and harmony of this fair nation. Um, we're joined by Mike, Sam, and Bruce. You don't need to introduce them; they've already been talking. Um, gentlemen, you are lucky enough to go. First and foremost, congratulations to my little brother Anthony on getting married, which meant I couldn't go to Slough away, which was very inconsiderate of them. Um, you guys who went to Slough. Can I get a breakdown on what you thought happened? Because on the radio, it sounded quite shite. Um, yeah, the first half was appalling, genuinely appalling. It was one of the worst halves of football I've ever seen a Grimsby Town team produce. We had no energy. We had no creativity. We had no battle. We had no um, continuity. It was worse than anything by some distance we'd produced under Hurst. Um the second half was a moderate improvement. I mean, I, I said to Manti at half time that we don't need to be that much better than we were to kind of score and force a replay or or even win the game because they were a part time side in the same position in the same position in the same in the same position we are in the league, but two leagues below us. Um, we improved a bit. We controlled the game a lot better in the second half. Um, I won't say the goal had been coming by the point he had done, but we'd, we'd forced, a, we'd created a few chances by that point. And uh, I mean, I thought we got away with it. To, I think if we'd lost on Sunday, I don't think we could have complained very much. Um, I know Ben Davis talked about the pitch, it being a difficult pitch, but um, we're professional footballers. They're not at the end of the day. Um, so the way that argument does bear some scrutiny, I have limited sympathy with the argument, but I mean, the goal's a decent goal. It's a good ball by Andrews. It's um, Mishi's put a decent cross in and then Danny Rose has tapped it home. It was the sort of only bit of quality we produced in the whole game. But then we didn't really capitalise on that. It's not like kind of like we've got these part-timers on the ropes. Let's go and kill them, um, kill the game. We didn't. We we just meandered. I don't think we forced another save out the goalkeeper. What I would say is that the side looks frighteningly low on confidence at the moment. Um, Abuisa's looks low on confidence. Camel Conte looks, I mean, Conte in the first half resembled a poor man's Michael Leary. Um, he was that poor and was rightly hooked at half time. He looks low on confidence. Harry Clifton looks low on confidence. Harvey Rogers looks low on confidence. Um, and, and I think a lot of those lads could do with taking out the side for a bit just to kind of for their own good as much as anything. Um, it, but as I said, the first half was dreadful. And if I was Hursty watching that, I'd be sitting there thinking, well, I'm glad this sat me. I mean, it's massively improved, hasn't it? Um, 
So we need a new manager quickly because we need a sense of direction. We need someone to give the lads a lift. Um, I mean, I'm sure we might talk about what Stockwood said before the game later on, but you asked me about the game and that was my kind of thoughts on the game. Well, we'll see you next week, Alex. That's really appreciated. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday. Who else? Mike went, but he kept moaning. Oh, sorry. Humberside's Mike. Uh, McMahon went, now taking I, over I Henry's job. Oh, you want me to tell you what happened at the game? Yeah, summit. I've you not know, got you a clue. Went. I've not got a clue. I, I think a lot of fans that went will relate to this. You couldn't see Nafal. I could see about half the pitch for half the game. So from, from what I can tell, it was shit. We were shit. And that's it. Good. I thought that I, I sort of got picked up on Twitter. Um, I don't know about everybody else, but I just thought they would, the, if they were saying that the players were flat and all this, that and the other, and I just expected a bit of a reaction that we'd come out, you know, Hurst had been sacked and we just didn't. And like Sam says, I've never seen a team, you know, I've seen town teams fail before and, get relegated before and but never look so weak meant you know usually it's been a lack of ability that's been the problem but they just look they just look like Sam says they just look absolutely so low on confidence it's it's unbelievable really at, at this stage you know we're, we're only in early November um, yeah I think we do need to get somebody in fairly quickly because what I saw um which wasn't, which were like Mike, wasn't a great deal, wasn't good, and and you know if that's uh, they'd had a week, can't they? Between we Hurst got sacked on the Saturday and we didn't play till the following Sunday. Um, no, there wasn't what I expected there would be with a couple of different voices. I know they're the same voices, but a couple of different voices in charge. I'm I'm amazed that uh, East is still starting games. He's the couple of long shots earlier in the season, which we all raved about, were really, really good goals. But he's like Sam says, he needs to come out of the team. There were others that there were others that are struggling, but up that business end of the pitch where we need a bit of creativity, I don't feel like I feel like Rose and Wilson can provide some of that or score a goal. But he looks just shot at the moment. It'd be interesting to see whether we, you know because I, I I think they'll still be in charge next Saturday. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if there are a few more changes now they've had another week and they've had a chance to see them. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, with, with most of that, Bruce. I mean, I probably did see a bit more than I said earlier. I mean, the, the biggest the takeaway factor from me from the game was the first half in particular. I'm starting to think you didn't go. I, yeah, I was there. I was there. I'm, I'm starting um, to think I, you just... I, I spent five he seconds was, speaking was, to both of them, so... He was in the Weatherspoons before the game and he said goodbye to me and Mansi before we left. So As, you, as you left that. and he stayed in Spoons, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should have done. But as I was going to say, the first half in particular, um, I, I don't know if it's the right word, but it's the one I'm going to use, is it, for a professional footballing team that has just lost the manager its job because that's what's happened. I thought it was embarrassing to have absolutely nothing they've come out with. There's no tempo, there's no direction, there's no conviction in what they were doing. It was all... It was all slow and unconfident. And for professional footballers, you know, it it, it wasn't 
there's probably a better word than embarrassing, but it's the one I can think of. And thankfully, the second half we seem to seem to turn that around a little bit. But it's definitely concerning that a, t- a team of players after the week they've had can't come in and have a response. So I think the point Sam was making was quite true. We need somebody in quick. We need somebody in quick that's going to inject a different style of play or, or, or something that can can get something out of these players and inject some positivity and some confidence because above all else, they look absolutely wrecked mentally. And I just can't believe that that's a Paul Hurst team that, that, that can do that. Usually Paul Hurst teams have problems with um, with their um, ability or, or attacking phases of play, but they don't have a problem with their mentality, and that's what they have at the minute. I know it's a I know it's a taboo to question uh, a player's or a team's um, dedication and hard work, uh, but I think we've been burnt too many times by players doing exactly that for it not to be a, a suggestion. Um, I do worry. I understand when things are going against you. You know, like when you're running to it. If you, anyone who's played football. At any level, when you're play, when you're running onto an attack, you feel like you're running downhill, and then when you're running back to defend, it feels like you're running uphill. Um, that's the same. I, I, that's the only kind thing I could say. It looks like they're doing that. You know, like they're running up, running, you know, running through treacle, and and it's just a bit hard. But I've been expecting a response from the team for well over a month. I've been expecting that when the first ires of of you know criticism were at Hurst. I was expecting to see them come out, give a good fist of it. When um, you know, when we beat Barrow on a p- terrible performance, I was expecting a response there and I didn't get it. We just got you know got the result. Um and then obviously when it, it felt like it was up against backs against the wolves against Donny and Colchester. I didn't get it then and we didn't get it against a part time team who were struggling in National League South. Um and I do question the the players' commitment, and uh, I think when you're 21st in League Two, I, I think you should do because I think ability-wise, this team is pretty good. But you know, so was the team that got relegated when we had Meniazi, Matete, you know, uh, Hewitt, all of those guys. They were they were yeah. half decent footballers. That wasn't the side that got us relegated. I mean, the damage had been basically he had to, he had to conduct a pre-season in the middle of the season in January. And the players have no, shown. Hugh, hang, on. hang on, so yeah, like Hewitt, Hewitt was there. Awara Edwards was a decent player at the time as well. You know, there were, the players, yeah, Metesi, there were players. Metesi, Giles Cope, Menayese, these um, Lenny and Hanson had been injured all season. He had to sign a whole new team, and they had to basically conduct a pre-season during a during a proper season. Um, the, the side that got relegated wasn't a relegation side. It was a side with Terry Taylor and Kyle Bennett and Danny Rose. And it should have so been on. enough, Sam. Should have Hang been on, enough. Sam. Hang up. on. It also should've had Clifton enough. in it. It also had you know Waterfall in it. It also it, it had you know mainstay players in there. I can understand your argument, but there was enough in there. It wasn't about ability. It was about hard work and dedication. And if I'm going to be polite, if I don't say hard work and dedication, then that inability to get over the mental you know toughness of being you know, on the losing end of things every week, I guess. And on that, a bit of fight. I mean, we showed a bit of fight at Stockport. Where we came back from 2-0 down and got... Agreed, people. yeah. We, we came back at Tranmere. All of this was under Hurst. So we showed none of that on Saturday. Um, but Sunday, I know, at Tranmere, we were still quite poor and we were, you know, quite quite lucky. I didn't see much... We played know. pretty well it, at Tranmere, actually. It was a, tra- it was a Tranmere team. Than had, what was their record going into it? Well, they'd won like, three so- of their five home games before that. I don't think no, they're still in the bottom two, weren't they? Yeah, they still they still had a decent home record. 
Um, Look for me, for me, I, I, you know, the, those games. But I thought the Bower at home one, which where we played absolutely terrible, was hopefully a bit of a turning point because we were up against it, um, and we dug in and got got a result, which reminded me of Stockport the previous year when we when we dug in and got a result after the back of a one of a, a Paul Hurst run again. But I, I can't understand it because I look around the team and I think we've not really lost much from last year, you know, in terms of leadership. Um, you've still got experienced players there. You'd expect we're able to dig in, you know, your core of your side, you've got Green, you've got Houlihan, you've got Waterfall, you've got Ma. There's four eminently experienced and I would think um, players that are, that are not going to fall into that mentality. So I can't understand it. Um, I think it's a case of once once you get on a bad roll, it's very difficult to um, to turn that around. And I was hoping that Barrow one was the battling performance they needed to show them, but it wasn't. So they need somebody in to come and change that around, give them some confidence and get get us going again. Do you remember when um, in the 2009-10 season when we brought Bradley Wood in, and he looked like he looked like a he looked like he was running twice as fast as the rest of the team. He just um, those first few games, clearly. the the effort and the enthusiasm from a lad out of the youth team and the spark and the zest that, that that he had. You know, all right, he might not have been the most talented footballer in the world, but he gave the whole he gave all the fans a lift. He gave I didn't give the team that much of a lift because but you know we got relegated, but but it just from the sidelines looking on, he just the amount of effort that he put in and the pace at which he did things just looked, you know, and are our players in a similar sort of thing at the minute where they're just weighted down by the burden of the way the run's going and what's happened to the manager and all the other things. And like you say, we just need to get a breath of fresh air blown through the squad as quickly as possible to clear all that. But is the, I've heard Sam and, you know, yourself, Bruce, say we need a manager as quickly as possible. John, you know, Jason and Andrew have said, well, Jason has said anyway, that it's going to be a process that's going to take a little while. Is it not Is it not an idea to get, you know, well, what the they right doing person? For these six, what have they been doing for these six weeks then that they've been considering it apparently then, if they've not got a pretty clear idea on what they want? They said they said when they sacked him, he's got six. That we've been thinking about this for six weeks, so it should be a quicker process than this. If if that if they're now saying, "Oh, we're going to take the time to do it," you can't have it both ways. Could, I, I've I've got a theory on two of those. I think the turn of phrase again. We're talking about turn of phrase. I think a couple of weeks may be one of those standard phrases you use to describe anything. I don't think I don't think it's it's him saying we're going to be three or four weeks. I think it's just a standard phrase. The process is going to take a few weeks. But moving on from that, Sam, you cannot start a part of that process until you don't have a manager. So you could, you can have, you know, we'll talk about Healy later on, who's apparently in the mix, like and none of us would have considered him. So obviously some work has gone in to identify who are the people that you want in the job. What's the process for doing that? And then if you've got a, a five or six people, you're going to have to start contacting clubs, contacting agents, getting them in and waiting for any applications that come in as well. So you can't, it's, look, look what happened when we sacked Big Nut and we got Slade in the next week. You know that that is the wrong way to do it. By terms of they've spent six weeks looking at it, I think oh, that speak means for yourself. I was tickled pink when he came in. <laughs> Collecting the data, getting their getting their. I was going to say ducks in the row, but I won't say that. Getting everything in place and knowing about the process, but you can't begin that process until there's a vacancy. You can because MK Don's appointed Mike Williamson two days after. Well, we ain't MK Don's mate, and we never will be MK Don's. So, so I'm not no, bothered. So about you that. can't. So you can't do it is wrong. You're saying you should do it, that's a different argument. No, I'd never um, take any lessons from how to do anything in football from MK Dons and the chap that owns him. So if he's doing something, I'll, I would tend to want to do the exact opposite. I think it was, by the way, I think it's right that you don't appoint somebody 
uh, effectively before you sack Hurst because that would be that would have angered me even more. I think. Yeah, I would. I would want them to be fully supportive of his and I th- him, and I think they they were, weren't they? But yeah, sorry, Bruce, you were muted first, mate. No, they're, they're, I think just to what you're saying though, they did, did say Jason did say, didn't he, that that they didn't want to approach anybody or speak to anybody until after Paul Hurst had been sacked. So they might have been looking, but <laughs> so what were they, they talking about? I guess. <laughs> Same, same things we were, mate. There's probably, there's probably some, some, somewhere there's some sort of uh, Zoom footage of the two of them just going, "Fuck, fucking hell! How, how, how are we? How are we losing all these games?" Um, I just, I just thought you were just. It's you even worse up. when they know how much it's. They're, they're paying them all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were just flashing up a few messages there while we, while um, Sam and Mike were talking. Uh, there was some good stuff on some of them. I don't know if it's worth you just reading a few of them out. So that you know, for those that is the majority that aren't voice? that aren't sat at home with nothing to do on a Wednesday night. Well, yeah, there was the, the, you, there was yeah there was one that I particularly um, Adam Panel said this team's assembled using a lot of data analysis and that's been something which has been lauded by the club as that works on this occasion. Uh, I think that's worth discussing. Well, top half finishing seventeen, the best finishing seventeen years would suggest it has. Yeah, it's these things are not right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you would necessarily be able to say it's worked if it if it had gone well so far this season because it's such a small sample size. So I don't. On the flip side of that, I don't think you can then conversely say the same when it hasn't worked. I think you need a bigger sample size. I think you need to see these players playing in a different system or with a different different style of play and with a different manager to see what you can get out of them because on paper. We all agreed most of these players are, are, are decent improvements from what we've had. Now, obviously, we're not seeing that, but I think it's too early to to take that sample size. But one, just one thing I would say about the six weeks process you were talking about. We're obviously not in football, so there will be, I am, I'm convinced there will be a million and one things that they can get on with in the six weeks leading up to sacking a manager that we wouldn't even consider in terms of payouts, in terms of structuring structuring deals to get rid of somebody in terms of drawing up shortlists, there'll be a million and one things. So I I don't I, I I don't buy the argument they've been sat there doing nothing and just saying they've been working on it for six weeks. Right. So let's take about the take about the WhatsApp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder who's admin now. Um there's just there's Paul, there's Paul announcing the team and there's just Chris Doig replying. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't so know when says John Lewis is saying uh, you would have expected a reaction from the players. You would have also hoped that the new juror try something different from what was obviously failing. Uh, Richard Sutcliffe says the current management and the last have no idea about the pressure and intensity. They stand on watch. They put it upon players to simply turn up and do it uh, to win. The managers have to push every minute. I don't, I don't necessarily. That's a ridiculous that. argument. Sorry. The, 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 what? The, just because just he isn't jumping up and down in the fourth official's face bollocking people left, right and centre does not mean that he doesn't care and does not mean that he isn't deeply, deeply engaged in, in what's going on. I he don't think that's the point he thing. was making though, was it? No, I think he was. No, he was. He was saying that he's not He's not getting the passion out of them, isn't he? And he's not pushing yeah, them on every but, minute. But, and but the idea, I mean, to be, to be, I hate that argument when he's first spelled. I hate it just as much now. No, there's been a lot of good managers at the top, at the very top level that don't, that don't have to be on the touchline like Jurgen Klopp, you know, I mean, you know, Jurgen Klopp and Guardiola, they they never sit down, do they? Arteta's very similar, but so there have been and, a lot and, of good managers. Hang, of on managers minute, hang on a minute, Sam. Hang on a minute, Sam. Let Bruce finish. <laughs> there's been a lot of, no, there's been a lot of good managers who aren't like that. So I, I, I agree with, with Sam um, that they don't have to be like that. Now, it does look, though, having said that, like 
our current squad, maybe we've tried the nice, you know, the nice approach and the quiet, pragmatic approach. Maybe they do need somebody that's going to upset them a little bit. I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know. It's it's a difficult job, isn't it? You know, when you when people are as low on confidence as they are, learning, knowing how to get the best out of them. Because we did have Chris Doig in the in the makeup, and by all accounts, you know, he's not a he's not a cuddler. Well, you know, it's, so we, it, it, Sorry, Bruce. It's all its all about, you know, styles of management and Paul Hurst has a particular way that's been successful in the things he's done. Um, but I think the point that was being made there is you could probably legitimately question that. If if the players aren't at it, is the softly, softly sitting back, totally engaged in the game and t- not not being passive, but is is his style what was needed to turn that around? I think that's a legitimate criticism. Whether whether I think it's right is another matter, but you could, you could make the criticism. I, 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 yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. I, I agree with Sam and Bruce, but I also think if one thing isn't working, then, you know, if the manager's getting a little bit, even if it's just false, you know, he's just getting a bit animated on the touchline and encouraging them, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different, but, um, that's in the past now. Nothing can change about it. Stevie Crowton does that though. He, he's the kind of motivator and conjoler. You can, I mean, I sit in the main stand and you can hear, you can hear him from back there. So, uh, he's probably just probably because he's just got the loudest voice. Actually, um, interesting comment from Nolan here. Uh, almost all the signings were made made were players Hurst had managed previously. Abuisa and Jake Eastwood. I'm not sure any I'm of off. the others have been ma- have been managed by Hurst previously. <laughs> Tobin Malarkey hasn't been. Harvey Rogers hasn't been. Giles Vernon hasn't been. Danny Rose hasn't been. Kemal Conti certainly hasn't been. Jamie Andrews hasn't been. So yeah, that's bollocks basically. A, is this a hostile Sam, takeover? Yeah, Sam's getting a bit tired. It's just five-minute timeout for Sam. Um, um, let's have a quick look through. Uh, HC, um, HC Stormer says, one thing that really annoys me is seeing players who've been absolutely poor this season, uh, such as Hunt, Waterfall and Eastwood, doing these pro uh, football training camps. Uh, uh, well, you know, you're looking for what they might have to do afterwards. Uh, Andrew Matthews is saying, I watch a team with zero confidence and desire, especially in the first half. Richard Sutcliffe says, watch Man City. No, thanks. Uh, Pep or Eddie Howe, they send the whole game pushing non-stop, clapping, pushing directed. If you want to win, don't just expect the players to turn up. Square Ride says, would it be worth the club getting in a psychologist for the players if that's a thing? Um, Ryan North comes in. Even lads, I believe once we have a bit of confidence running through the team with some clear tactics, I genuinely believe we can get on a good run. I wouldn't be surprised by uh, to be in the top half and even sneak in the playoffs. That is positivity amazing Ryan love it uh, Richard Ryan. says uh, similar to any sim, uh, I think they were uh, going back to your analogy of Bradley Woods um, Bruce saying uh, similar to when Jolly gave Harry Clifton a go he just added energy and desire um, John Lewis says they wasn't they weren't actively looking for a new manager during the six weeks only talking about the process and what that could entail uh, and who what managers are on the market um, and I haven't got to any others. I know there's a, another 11 comments, um, but um, there we go. Um, if some of these people came on and talked instead of us, it'd be loads better. This, this would be a loads better. There's some very sensible uh, comments in there. Yeah, subject yourself to some scrutiny. Uh, watch the best Premier League managers. I don't want to watch the best Premier League managers, Richard. Apart from that game against Spurs and Chelsea, it's been terrible. I can't think of a worse league to watch. Um, Eddie Howe doesn't spend all his time jumping up and down in the thing. Anish Postacoglu doesn't. I know Jurgen Klopp does, 
But the, the fact there's a right and wrong, wrong way to do it is it, it is wrong. There's there's so many. There's there's more than one way to skin a cat, and I don't remember people having a problem with this perceived lack of passion from Hurst when it got us two promotions in an FA Cup quarter final. But all of a sudden now we're not very good. It, it, it's a massive issue. I've got, I've got the Arsenal game on here and I'm watching Arteta he's already doing me nothing I'm not even watching it properly I mean, so I, I don't want that well the referees the, the referees association basically said this week that Arteta's the worst behaved manager in England didn't they um, so and, and also he keeps coming up short when it matters um, so, not, we're, not, we're not a Premier League talk pro, pro, podcast we don't have the I think the thing is Sam that um, as well that he's it's when Hurst's We've you know we've said quite quite a bit when Hurst's team were winning it was all right but when we like this season when we've been playing badly it's just looked awful and I think the thing on with him on the sideline is it's the same if we're getting results no one cares what he does on the sideline it's people look it's just looking for a, a, an answer if you like as to why why we why we've appeared so flat in recent weeks isn't it and I I think they're looking at the manager and thinking the team reflects the manager and that's rightly or wrongly I'm I'm not sure. Um, Probably wrongly, but I can see, like Alex said earlier about other things, I can see why people say that. Uh, see Liam why Walker, people say it. Just sorry. Just, just doing you, Sam. Just doing you. You know. Um, Liam Walker on Twitter says, "How many of the panel still believe the group of players are better than what they are showing?" Crocom and McAtee were both a lot better than what we have now, and as many others have highlighted, had character. Um, was Andy Smith better than what we have now, gents? I think I don't know what to say to that because also the former women's manager who left his position has been spouting a little bit about it, and I think it's a I think it's an easy one to throw when things are in the a bit in the doldrums. But I would absolutely say there are a lot of players in this squad, and as a squad, we have a lot more tools than we did. McAtee was not at his level last season, and that was a genuinely consistent complaint amongst fans that McAtee was not hitting the same levels that he was in the promotion season. Crocombe, Sam will ha- argue with you to the end of end of days that he wasn't very good. Just because we'll Eastwood isn't good enough, to do so. Cro- just because Eastwood isn't good enough, doesn't mean that Crocombe was good enough. They're both not good enough. And um, as for Andy Smith, yeah, I thought he was really good, but you know, I don't, I don't think he's, you know, I think a defensive as a defensive unit, I think we're stronger in terms of with Malarkey and Rogers than than we were, and more options is is for the better. I just, I just don't think, I think these players are better technically, which was what we were seeing at the start of the season. What they aren't is very good mentally at the moment, and that is, um, that is a shame. The biggest problem is is what's is the is what's gone wrong, isn't it? That's the that's the you know over this last two months or two and a half months or whatever it is, um, you know what what's gone wrong? Why and and why wasn't Paul Hurst able to redress it? That was that's the biggest thing for me. I I do think they're better. I am not sure that there was so, some of them are better, but I think Andy Smith. <coughs> I'm not sure that Andy Smith would have um, shrunk. I'm really surprised that the way Harvey Rogers has gone. I thought he looked like he looked like a, a real player, and, I, and I'm sure there is a player in there, but he looks a shadow of that player at the moment. And I hope he can rediscover it because at the start of the season, we just said, didn't we? I mean, we're playing, we're basically playing the back four 
or most of the time we're playing the back four. When you've got Mar and Rogers and you've got Malarkey at right back, um, and either of the two left backs, we were we were waxing lyrical a couple of months ago about how good a defence that was. So I know you defend as a team, but something's gone wrong somewhere, hasn't it? And why they've all fallen off a cliff mentally is you've got to question the former manager because he signed them and he trains them on week to week. So, uh, you know, as much as I, I'm, I'm grateful for what he did, I, I, I don't think he could see and I don't think in the end he was that upset to be sacked because I think he, he knew that his time was up and he was struggling to, and he couldn't, and he, even he couldn't see why we weren't getting the results, I don't think. Absolutely agree, Richard, who says uh, ability possibly better than last season, mentality absolutely not. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I I think I've said a few times, and I do stand by it, I fundamentally believe this squad of players, um, technically um, and ability-wise, are are better than where they are. You know, a lot of them were here last year, so they've proven that from last year's performance. Um, And a lot of them are from higher leagues or have played higher up league too. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean putting them all together, playing it certain ways is going to result in 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 a good performance or a good good outcome as, as has been shown by the fact where we are and Paul Hurst has left. What I'm saying is I think these players with a different direction, a different voice, maybe a diff- different tactical setup, maybe a different way of playing are more, more, more than capable of being better than where we are in this league. I mean, if you look individually at some of the players, I mean, some like Eastwood or Cartwright, I would I would probably argue Crocombe is better. Andy Smith, I would also probably argue, gets into this team at the minute. But outside that, I think we can make a pretty strong case for most of these players, from what we've seen, look like an upgrade on who they've replaced. replaced. They're not playing that way. And I believe the reason for that is either the training, either the mentality they're going out with, or the message they're getting, or the style of play they're being asked to play. So... We see it all the time in football. New manager comes in, shakes up a little bit, gives some confidence, gives a different direction and results turn around. So I don't think we need to be necessarily all doom and gloom. Saying we think they're better than their position doesn't mean we're saying it's because we've seen them this season. It's saying it's just a belief from our understanding of of how football works, that they are better. And I fundamentally still believe that. Yeah, John always said the defence is lacking the confidence in the keeper controlling the box. For all the Crocombe's flaws, you knew this was going to catch nine since the ball that came into the box. Eastwood has never had that. I, I now I agree with that. And what you what you notice is that I've, I've listened to ex defenders speak about this. Is a, is a nervous goalkeeper. It transcends throughout the entire team. And if you yeah, it was on like last week, wasn't it? Did I say that same thing again last week? And I'm, no, no, no. I think it was. I think it was Carragher and Mika Richards talking about it on CNN or something. Yeah. Anyway, it transcends throughout the entire. I've heard Gary Neville talk about it before as well, and so on. And if you have a nervous goalkeeper who the defence don't trust, then they drop deeper, then the midfield drop deeper, and then the ice and the strikers right. In other words, it kind of causes problems all over the pitch. So I think. I mean, and my dad disagreed with me. I spoke about this earlier in the week, but I think the keeper situation has actually cost Hurst's job. Because earlier in the earlier in the the season, when Eastwood were making saves and looking pretty good, we looked defensively solid. We were playing better football. The strikers weren't so isolated. Um, but now Eastwood has lost confidence. It's kind of transcended throughout the entire team. Made us all look nervous, and therefore contrib- and sort of ma- um, m- uh, manifested this woeful lack of confidence that we're seeing throughout the entire side. Which goes back to Mike's point about this group of players is better than they're currently showing. 
and with a kind of injection of confidence and maybe a kind of clarity of message, they will likely improve. I mean, we're in big trouble if they don't improve, but I'm I'm not sitting here like I was in 2009-10 or 2021 thinking, oh, my God, if we don't if some, we don't sign a whole raft of new players, we'll end up going down. Um, it doesn't feel, I don't think we'll go down at all. And I also think if there was any risk of that, Jason and Andrew would be, however reluctantly, would happily get the checkbook out to sign a load of new players in January to make sure that did not happen. Um but the, the keeper situation, I think, is a big, big issue. And any new manager who comes in is going to want to sign a new goalkeeper. It's why most goalkeepers are basket cases, what the best ones are, because you have to have that that level of, of self-belief and confidence, because if you lose your confidence as a goalkeeper, you're done. Um, so, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, if you if you look to each single player we have signed, I think the, the overwhelming majority, you could say, yeah, they're an improvement. So then the, you have to think there's something wrong other than the quality, because our team last year got a highest finish in 17 years. So if you've improved that inability, what's the issue? I remember me and Bruce on the back of Bradford waxing lyrical about Mar and Rogers, saying this is the best central defensive partnership we've had that I could ever remember. So uh, there's something that needs repairing within the kind of current set of circumstances, as opposed to, I mean, I think my view is the goalkeeper and the left-back situation need improving and any new manager is going to want those. But the rest of it, there's a a decent set of ingredients there. It just needs a kind of a new chef probably to come in and put them together in a different different order or a different kind of... um, a different set of quantities. Oh, that's a crap analogy. But, um, well, I, 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 I suppose there's an argument, Sam. I think Paul Hurst made this one. When you actually look at the goals we've conceded, a lot of them are goalkeeping errors. So we want to judge our defence defense poorly. Maybe we need to look at the fact, well, if they've had two shots on target and both of them should have been saved but gone in, what can the defence do about that? So I think you're right, mate, yeah. Yeah, Uh I've just I've just had a look. We've cons- we, we've we've not kept a clean sheet. We talk about the defence. We've not kept a clean sheet in thirteen games. And that is so unlike a Hurst side and squad. That's not a recipe. That's not a recipe. We've scored fourteen goals in those thirteen games. They're not all league games, but we've scored fourteen goals in the last thirteen games, and we've kept no clean sheets. You ain't going to win many games with that with the, with those stats, are you? Stat attack. Shall I tell you? I'll work out how many we conceded. Hang on. Do we want to talk about who we might want to replace her? Yes! Yes! I've been asking for ages. Alex put in the chat 10 minutes ago. Goalkeepers! Let's move on. (laughs) Oh, this is. Right, so do you want. All right, Sam. The the only way Um, I think you can um, judge who. I was going to say, the only way I think you can judge who, who we might be after. Do you want me to read out the top 10 in the betting market for the next town manager? Yes, please, Mike. Some content. This, this, this will be a so, giggle. So you've got David Ely at four to six. You've got Danny Cowley five to one. Phil Parkinson, not that one. The other one at six to one. Nathan Rooney at eight to one. Nobody knows who he is. David Artell, one of Rotherham's finest, at ten to one. Liam Richardson, formerly of Wigan, at twelve to one. Gary Bowyer, uh, yeah, twenty-five to one. Sean Pearson, twenty-five to one. Yeah, yeah. He's up. He's up. He's up. That fella, isn't he? Um, and Steve Cottrell at 33 to 1. And then you've got Saul Campbell, which is where I'll stop. It's amazing how much influence these... There's a couple of Twitter accounts out there. There's like HC Football or something. And there's, you know, Tom Williams, I think. And they will start putting together a thread about, you know, these are the Absolutely. people... I really like I really like Nathan Rooney. Well, good for you, mate. He's currently managing in a pub league. So, you know, 
that's great. Uh, but he ain't fucking coming here. And if he does, I'm not. I'm, this po- podcast is disbanding. Yes, Bruce. I tried to do some uh, prep earlier to, to look efficient, and I googled Adam Rooney, so I could tell you all about Adam Rooney. Good, um, but he's still playing. I googled he's Wayne. Still playing, he, he's still playing. He's still playing in Hereford, I believe. So. Um, yeah, I'll I'll stay quiet on this subject. I remember the pod at the start of the year, Bruce, when we were talking about the new signings and you could name Danny Rose. And apart from that, you were completely oblivious to every, to, to all the other signings you've made here in the summer. Yeah, but I can I, yeah, but I could probably recite the nineteen ninety one against Exodus starting lineup. You know, it, it was a yeah. different times, mate. Different times. Oh, you sound like remember, you sound like my dad. I remember, you sound like my dad Nancy at Christmas stuff. do. Well, you need to pay more attention, young man. I pay, the, um, I pay great, pay great. I, 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 my dad and Nancy will tell you I have a, I've had a great footballing education from those two talking about. Oh, yeah, do you remember that afternoon we won at Wolves? And okay, so cool. Right, so let's talk about. Uh, Can I just say about Nathan Rooney? Okay, um, I think that sort of um, appointment would be an exciting one if you were where we were under John Fenty, not going anywhere, mid mid table. You know, needing to inject something. Into, you know, you need something out of a hat. You know, let's get this unproven young coach and see how it goes. I don't think we're in that position because I think, firstly, we're quite close to the bottom, which we need to remember. Um, and I think what we need to do is have somebody who's going to give us the best chance to get up the league and capitalise on some of the momentum we've still got, some of it we've lost um, from the promotion season, the FA Cup. So a Nathan Rooney appointment is something you do if you've if you finish 13th the last four years and you don't have much money you know, and then hope he does a miracle, gets you up a league and moves on. So I, I would hate to go down that route. I mean, I've never seen never seen him manage, but uh, to be managing in the Gibraltar League, I, I would be a bit concerned with that. Are you saying give it yeah. Big Sam till the end of the season? No, I'm saying give it to Cowley. If you can get Cowley, that's... You just <laughs> do you, do you not think, way. though, the kind of... So Jason Andrew have spoken extensively about long-term sustainability, the long-term plan and so on. Do you not think to a certain extent that needs to go out of the window to ensure we're still playing in this league next season? No. No, you need to. I think sometimes you need to adapt your plans, but your fundamental belief of long-term sustainability should guide what you do. You know, you can, you can, you can change slightly with that as your, as your mindset. So to me, a Danny Cowley would, would, would be able to comply with that, that view. I don't think Danny Cowley is the sort of bloke that's, that's jumped ship a lot. I think he was at Lincoln and Braintree quite a long time. Um, so I think I think you could quite easily do that with with somebody like that. I like Sam's point though. I, I do get Sam's point. You know, you that we, the, 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 the most important thing this season is staying in the league. Yeah, I think you can do both though. Is what I'm saying. I don't think they're, uh, they're exclusive. But do you not think so? Jason spoke in his interview before the game on Saturday when he was asked by Matt Dean what's your criteria for your new manager, and he he laid out. Uh, Extolling, espousing the values and principles of Grimsby Town, bringing through the youth, and then also uh, deliberately mentioned embracing modern football. He said, "Historic Grimsby Town play high press, attractive football." You're not. If that's your criteria, you Sam, ain't pointing. Danny, Sam, you ain't you pointing can stop Danny talking right there, right? Okay, we've had this conversation fifteen times. I'm not going around the ringer with you about your discretion. You don't like Danny Cowley's football. That's absolutely fine. No, no, we've made no, that no, point no, several times. I'm not making. No, I'm I, making I, I, fair to Sam, I, I get what he's saying. You, you, you know, he's saying that that he doesn't feel that that meets the ethos that Jason's saying that he wants for the club. I, I get that. I think that's. Yeah, well, that's that's not me actually making a point either way about Danny Cowley. If you read my messages in the WhatsApp group in the last week, I've actually warmed the idea of Danny Cowley more. I'm talking about... Well, 
I think I think don't push think back again. against me then when I'm making a making a different point then. I th- I think Sam, you can no, go you then can... finish finish your point then. Go on, Sorry, mate. What I was the made point? It, I've made it. I've, the ma- no, you made it. You had it finished. I would interrupted you, so finish the, it. The, the criteria that Jason laid down was incompatible with appointing Danny Cowley. That was the point I was making. Exactly what I was con- con- contradicting you on, because that's not true, is it? Like modern football high pressing, they still do high pressing, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they they press high, and and he uses young players. And if, if I remember rightly, didn't um, England take a uh, Gareth Southgate take one of their set piece routines, that whole love train thing, and use it at the at the Euros in the World Cup? Yeah, that's not the, the the whole point. Is they want to play attractive? Like basically, he was talking about Buckley ball, which is totally at the opposite to Cowley ball. What I'm was, not what, sure. was what Jason Bruce? Would you say that Buckley ball was high pressing? No, what it was is high energy. Yeah, um, I, which yeah. is which is which is probably different. You, you know, when you look at Buckley's best teams with you know the midfielders that we that we had people the, the people we had the, the runners off the ball getting past the ball and in front of the, you know there, there was there was certainly more of a desire or a freedom to get players in the box. We used to you know occasionally we'd get, he'd get accused when it wasn't going well of too much tippy tappy uh, and not and not direct enough. But when it was going well, you had you had an ex, you had explosive midfielders. From the centre of midfield that would that would score your goals, and we had that a little bit last season with Clifton, didn't we? That he got in the box more than he had done. But this year, we don't look like you know Hollerhand scored a goal or two, but we don't look like any of the midfield are going to score more than five goals in a season, do we? But that's I've I've, I've, de- I've deviated slightly from the question, but no, I, I it wasn't high press. There wasn't you didn't really play a high press in those days. I mean, used to they used to Harry from the front, didn't they? That you. In some teams, your forwards basically were there to score goals, weren't they? But then at clubs like Liverpool, when they were successful in the 80s and stuff like that, they would say that the attack, the defence started with the attack, that Ian Rush and Kenny Alglish would go and harry players. And I guess that's probably the equivalent of the modern day, the old equivalent of the modern day press. And our forwards didn't get away with just standing up front and doing nothing. So I guess in, 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 a, in a roundabout way, yes, they did, but not like you would see now. Just, just, just one thing that's just come to my head. To go, going back to what Sam said about you know not not fitting Jason and Andrew's um, criteria, there, I watched something last week and it was a, a it was an interview slash presentation they were doing, not about a game or tactics, but about their ethos around how they manage a club, how they manage a team. And I watched it and it sounded like exactly the thing Jason and Andrew have been going on, and they did this five years ago. So I think sometimes we can pigeonhole or stereotype managers because they play a certain way in certain circumstances. They they bought into all the data analytics and all those sorts of things. I I I honestly think we we sometimes build the cowries up to be to be worse than what they are. You know they've got proven success, um, and and they sound like they fit right into what. Now we probably won't get the cowries, but I I think they're the best choice for what we need. I, I just don't see us going going near them. I I think they're a bit too obvious, and I think they'll come with a bit of a you know a heftier price tag. First and foremost, you're paying for two people, aren't you? I I, I know he's the assistant manager, but I guess he's on a slightly he would be on a slightly higher remit than say Doig would have been. Uh, so I think just financially, I just don't think I think they would go some some other way. Um, they just seem too obvious, you know, and I. I don't know whether Lincoln would want to go back to them, but a lot of their fans seem like they would be happy to do so. Do you um, not think they'd, was, gone, they'd gone back to Lincoln by now if they were going to? Because Lincoln had been managerless for a bit. I might be wrong there, but that, that's just yeah, my, no, how I thought, my instinct. I th- I'm only guessing, but from what I knew, 
um, from what I can see, Lincoln wanted this bloke from Sh- Shelburne or Shamrock or something, Stephen Bradley. He turned them down. And I wonder if at that point, you know, the Cowleys went, we'll go to Bradford. And then Lincoln's first choice didn't become available. And so now they're looking at, you know, the Cowleys. Um, I just don't, I just don't see, just seems a bit too obvious that we would go for the Cowleys. That, that is a good point because let's let's remember that until two days ago, David Healy wasn't even in the long form of the betting statistics. So I'm quite convinced in the next couple of days we'll hear, we'll see a name come come on there that's not on the thirty odd names that's that's there. So uh, we, we've said that line with the betting statistics. We haven't had half really as much fun as I yeah. thought we would do with the betting. I I said last week and I stand by. I think we'll end up with somebody that nobody's mentioned. Um, I think they will go for a very. I think the kind of I, I believe them wholeheartedly when they talk about there's very there's a strong criteria there's a process and we're, we're interested in kind of like the values and virtues of it so uh, i i think we'll go for somebody who's a bit left field to be honest with you i agree with alex that the cowards are too obvious and is it not a little bit like i mean i mean forget i mean forget what i think about them but there will be an issue with them subconsciously maybe that luke waterfall has suffered from for example that because they played for lincoln there will be immediately a kind of an anti, not an anti, but certainly the moment something goes wrong, people will be on them immediately. Um, or do you not think Jason and Andrew care sufficiently about that to kind of... Well, I, don't, I, I don't know. We've never had that, have we? It's always been the other way around. Buckley and Keith Alexander went the other way. They didn't, you know... So I don't well, know was that. Yeah, but we yeah. all just understood that was a, a mad trip. And can That's I point that. out that Paul Hurst was also the most obvious first appointment they've ever made. Oh, that was the most obvious. I mean, apart from, apart from maybe, well, that's the most obvious appointment I've ever seen in the history of football when Hurst came back to us in 2020. I mean, it was he needed a job, we needed a manager. So Richard Young asks, what are the thoughts on David Healy? Obviously, he's, you know, gone to the top. Uh, a well-known sponsor of the club has come out on Twitter and said that the club were looking at interviewing him. Uh, the talk is we've made an approach to Linfield and they've given us permission to talk. The only thing I can say on this is, as the only person here, I think, who's watched Linfield's, David Le- David Healy's Linfield live, um, they are, you know, for those of you who don't know Northern Ireland football, they are essentially Celtic. And if they don't win the league, it's a crisis. They didn't win the league last season. They lost out to Larn, um, the mighty Larn. And um, uh, it was a... Um, it was a bit of a knock for them. Uh, they do have, they do occasionally play in the Champions League qualifiers where they'll lose to some Cypriot team. But from my experience of watching far too much Northern Ireland football, actually, the 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 level I would say is National League North, National League South sort of level um, rather than, you know, League Two. But that doesn't necessarily mean he wouldn't be out, you know, a good fit. If that story, if that story is correct, that we've asked for permission and we've been granted permission, you would that that to me would as a non-expert in this sort of thing though would imply that you would think that it goes right you know we'd like to speak to david and before they say anything you would think that their chairman would say david do you want to speak to grimsby once he's decided with his board that if permission's been granted you would think that he's interested in what we've got to say um, and, and he's interested in talking to us if if you know if that's all correct in which case you've then got uh, two highly professional you know very successful businessmen in dialogue with this guy you would think 
if they wanted him, that they would have a fairly good chance of getting him, in my opinion. You know, if he if he wants to talk to them and they get that far and they're offering him a getting it and we're offering him a gateway into the football league, uh, a club that they're gonna sell this ethos and that you know the, the plan to, then I would be quite confident that if they want him, they would have a good chance of getting him. I don't know what everybody else thinks. I agree. I agree completely with that, Bruce. I mean, it, it, as Alex says, it's it's a bit like you know when Brendan Rodgers left Celtic to go to Leicester, even though Leicester were not the top club in England by any stretch of the imagination. It feels a bit like that in terms of the competitiveness of it. I imagine there's a kind of we've maybe asked to speak to a number of managers. I mean, Stockwood very clear at the weekend that we will not rule out a um, approaching somebody uh, approaching somebody else. I, I go back to it. I think we'll appoint somebody left field. And David Healy does feel a bit left field. So I won't be opposed to that point by any stretch of the imagination because I don't know enough about him to kind of form a judgment. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with both those things. Just on Andrew Niles, who said, did, did, didn't Healy say that he wasn't interested according to the BBC website? I think initially the first, before the game um, last night, he was asked his reaction to going top of the betting and he, he didn't really answer it. You know, you, you see that a lot with managers. And I think after the game, he did answer it a little bit more directly, but I'm in the school of thought now. I, I generally don't listen to managers talking about potential jobs anymore because, you know, what are they going to say? Is he going to turn around and say, oh yeah, I'm well up for it? You know, he's not. So the only thing he can say is either no or not answer it. And he's done both of those things. So, I mean, I did see something interesting where somebody said, oh, this might be a, a you know, if we're interviewing somebody in a job, it might be a long way down the line. I just think we'll have five or six we want to interview and one of them happens to be in a job. Um, so I wouldn't think necessarily making contact and getting permission to talk to him is is something to be read into massively. Um I've not I've not watched a lot of Northern Ireland football. I've watched some. It isn't one that strikes me with a great deal of um of excitement, but that's because I'm totally uninformed. What I would say he's been there eight years, so he's done he's done a long stint, he's been loyal to a club and he's obviously achieved things. So that would fit into what we're looking for for somebody to to come in and and and, and be here for a long time and build something. Um and most managers in Northern Irish football would um would want to speak to any English football league club, Bruce, I think any any one of them would. Don't matter which club it is, they'll all want to talk to the football league club. Were you um are you guys happy with the early runners and riders in terms of the level you expect the club to be looking at? Are they slightly above a level that you would have been expecting us to be looking at under Fenty? Uh and are you are there any names there that you think are missing? Josh Donner suggests Paul Tisdale. I, I must admit, I thought this the other day, Alex, I was I was actually quite pleased with the quality of the managers that seemed to be talked about. I remember a couple of times under Fenty, we were all like, oh, it's the same people going around on the on the merry-go-round. There's a few names in there that would really excite me. I mean, Liam Richardson from, from Wigan is, is a name I like. If he would be interested, I don't know. Um, but yeah, definitely. David Artel, I've warmed to him knowing he's from Rotherham, which means I, I think he's probably probably the one we should go for. You know, um, so yeah, I think the quality's there. Whether we're in for all of those, who knows? Because um, we weren't in for David Healy two days ago. Um, but definitely the mood music and the feeling about the quality of managers we're looking at um, is definitely better than it has been in the past for me anyway. I'm just getting a game ready for the end of the... Better than my last game. The end of okay, the cool. Uh, anyone, anyone for anything else on that? I'm just listening to Michael O'Neill. Sorry, I, I would have said one name I, I would love to have seen was Damien Duff, but I think we're a bit below his level. 
I will. I want to go watch the second half of Manchester United Copenhagen. <laughs> They're losing, Man- aren't they? You know, there's two two, and Manu were down to ten men. They were two 0 up, so I kind of want to go and oh. laugh at them with a bit. With a oh, bit right. Can I do my game? Can I do my game quick if we're nearly done? Yeah, go on then. Right, you, you three are all younger than me, so this is going to work quite well. I've just looked at the starting lineup for Bradley Woods debut against Darlington in September 2009. I'm going to go quickly. It's last man standing. I want you to name me the players one at a time that uh, started the game. So, Mike, you're in my top right. You can go first. Mike, Alex, Sam. I want a player that started that game when, with, on Bradley Woods' debut. Can, can you tell me what league we're in at the time? We, we were league in League Two, two mate, yeah. Nick Colgan. Uh, oh, no, actually, I'm not going to do last man standing because you're out. <laughs> right, OK. Uh, Alex, go. Ollie Lancashire. Oh, bloody hell, this isn't going to do it. Uh, uh, this was family Is, Was he not even on the bench? Uh, the bench was Colgan, Forbes, Normington, Leary, Proudlock, Conlon, and Jones. Okay, so now so right. nobody's saying so, those names. Mark Hudson. Good no. choice. I thought you lot all have been prime. All right, okay, like, let's do it. Go on, let's so, do it again. Go on, Mike. Um, at Pro, at Pro. Correct. Yes, oh. Alex. Peacock. No, Peacock came in the conference. <laughs> No, he was there that year. What are you using? Oh, that was he? Sorry, kit? I apologise. Okay, yeah, oh, it's going in the comp. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Sam? Yeah. Peter Sweeney. Sweeney, yes. Mike? Joe Widdison. Now we're on a roll. Joe Widdison, yes. Alex? Atkinson. Rob Atkinson, you just, yes. You've just seen that in the comments. That's not allowed. You shit out. You absolute That's shit not, out, Green. I'm not. Boo! Green's out. Go on, go on. <laughs> All right, Leary then. He no. said he was on the bench. You don't listen to him. He's on the bench. Sam, go. Uh, Chris Llewellyn. No. Mike. You've got a few defenders. Bradley Wood. And a forward. Bradley Wood, well done. Yes. That doesn't count. Alex. He's already mentioned one, he? Well, I told you it was um, just debut. I, I, just it, yeah. no, I, I thought that would be the first answer. Uh, right, I'll give you some clues now. Joe Widdison. We nearly, we, we nearly signed one of them back. Joe Widdison's gone. Um, we nearly signed one of them back quite recently. One of them was a oh, home um, boy. Jamie Devitt. <laughs> no, no, he didn't come in. He didn't come in until March time. Uh, nearly signed one of them back quite recently. Michael three, Coulson. Are, three, of the, three of the ones Michael that left the youth, came, came through the youth team. No. Oh, oh Ryan um, Bennett. Ryan Bennett. It was my guy. Ryan Bennett. My point. Yes. <laughs> no, it Alex, wasn't. Two more out the youth. <laughs> Hang on, team. what? No, 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 no. I've got it. Peter Ball. Peter Ball, yes. Sam. That was mine. Um, well, no, it wasn't it was Alex's. Um, can't remember his name, but I think, oh, what was he called? Um, Do you want me to put, go on. Give me a clue. Go on, give me a clue. Has anyone got, well, one of them, one of them's not South. That enough? Danny enough. Yes. Uh, right, we've got two left. One, 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 one of you buy, used to buy kids' shoes from? Oh, Jamie Clark. Yes. Walter Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Private school thing. Yeah, sorry. Um, who went, who um, went shopping for shoes in Barton? There's a, sorry, there's a shoe shop them, in Barton. I think, I think one of them's... I don't know if this is the one that we all hate or whether this one's the one that's a postman now, but you can tell me. Barry Haywood. Who are the two centre-backs? Haywood we hate, don't we? 
No. Lee Wood. Well, Is that the one that was always pissed? Which one was always Lee, Lee Ridley. Ridley. No, I, th- I thought one of them was always pissed. Oh, Lee, Lee, Lee Wood. Yeah. Lee Wood. Right. Yeah. Hang on. I've just. Okay, Lillis. Yeah. You've cheated. That can't be. You've got that. Yes. Well done. Well, Game do you know over. what? Because I was, I was sure that Joe Woodison had played, and he did. What? That was that Alex then. That, was, that wasn't me, was it? Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought it was me. I thought it was me, it's Alex. Alex, you just went all. All the shot on us. Did I win that then? Was you keeping count? I think I won that. Well, Alex was disqualified. Um, well, I definitely won it then. I think you and Sam tied. I'll do it. We'll do another one next. Oh, time. Bullshit! No, we'll do it no. after, we'll do it after the co- show finishes. I've caused chaos and claimed a draw in the confusion. Yeah. Okay. Absolute oh, shit oh. house. All Alex, I'm saying this, is that I said this I, no. I'm saying I said Joe Widdison, and you said I said him already. That's the second time this evening you've repeated something that someone and said. In that my someone f- said and in my defence, I also said I also said Jamie Devitt, and he played that day. Yeah, but not for us. I, d- I didn't think. I didn't well, think the, que- the question for was, us. what was the starting lineup? So you know, he could have been, yeah. could have played Carlisle. Yeah, Jamie Devitt didn't come into the back end of that season. Jamie Devitt played for Darlington that day. Yeah, will you stop splitting your hair? That's not summer wine, isn't it? Now, you cheated. Look, you cheated and you lost. Open wide for some soccer! And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! At 1130. I don't think I've ever wanted to be on a stand more than my life around here. They're going crazy. Hey, they got penalty here. They've been fish flying about there. There's no tomorrow. <laughs>